Hey, I'm Courtney, and this is the Now Calling Courtney podcast. Happy July 1st, everybody. What would summer be without some ideas for having fun? From me, Courtney, your fun single friend. As you can imagine, I am living for having some summer fun. And 4th of July is coming up this long weekend. So if you are heading home from the office, you're ready to put on those out of office messages, put on some sandals. I am right there with you. I love summer, even though I'm really a fall or winter kind of gal for the fashion or for, you know, like the comfy vibes, but summer has a certain nostalgic quality for me that I look forward to. It might've been because I worked in higher ed for many years and, you know, from pretty much May until September, it was super chill. We could leave work early. People are traveling. So they're like in office. And then they're out of office, going on vacation. The boss is going on vacation. So everybody just seems to have a more relaxed state of mind. And even though I love to intentionally plan get-togethers throughout the year, I've been finding that during the summer, people are a lot more open to going out and to spending time with people. So I am definitely one to capitalize on that. Plus, there's so many fun memories I've created during those months. I remember when we were in high school, we lived really close to Disneyland. We would go to the Disney property when downtown Disney had just opened. And even though we were too poor to go in, we would sit between Disneyland and California Adventures just on the cement there. And we would watch the fireworks from outside the park. And it was free, which was amazing. But I feel like that quality of like sitting around with people, you just have a little bit more conversation. You get to know people better during the summer or even create new friendships. Because again, I find that we're like all a little bit more open to like hanging out and doing things. And then during the winter, you can really solidify those friendships during the holiday. So That brings us to the question of the day, which is, Courtney, what are your summer plans? Well, my summer is all around the summer bucket list. This is the third summer in the row where the squad and I are attempting to complete it. We started doing this two years ago after we were just having a bonfire at someone's house. It was one of those great warm, fuzzy moments where we were creating s'mores around their backyard fire pit. And we just started to list off, oh, this summer, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And it just organically turned into like, oh, I want to do that too. We should like do that together. And actually at the time, the squad and I were still like, it, it didn't exist actually. We were just a bunch of girls going to the same church like kind of getting to know one another better, but we still had like our own separate friend groups. 
last summer, we actually were going through huge changes at our church. And I think we did talk about the summer bucket list, but it just ended up honestly being like a really sad period, like a sad girl summer because we were stressed about a lot of these changes and made zero progress. And we were talking about what did we what did we do last summer? And we couldn't remember anything. And we just laughed and said, oh, it's because we were like so sad and kind of mopey. So this July, June, August, September, a little bit of May, the bucket list is back with a vengeance. The summer bucket list is a checklist of fun activities and things we are actually going to plan and organize to do ourselves this summer. There's a definitive start and end to the time period because if we don't put an end, we might not actually prioritize and things will just languish on, especially because I'm in LA. We get the long, long, hot months, but there's a real key to putting an end to the, to the bucket list, which I'll get into. At least this is my theory. And what I love about the checklist is that I feel like it maximizes the opportunities to make memories. And if what we're doing is predetermined, it cuts down significantly on the time of going back and forth. Like, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want to do? Well, who's free? And you know, like, especially when it's hot, you kind of just sit around and you like waste a lot of time. At least I felt like that was the experience when I was in like high school and college. But also, if I'm honest, the squad and I, like we're a bunch of homebodies. So if we don't proactively make these plans and put them on the calendar, I I don't think we're going to come out of our houses, especially if it's hot and we have air conditioning at home. Nope. So we like to pace ourselves. We like to plan for when we're going to socialize because we're a bunch of introverts also. But this planning, while maybe if you're more of a loosey-goosey type of person, you're like, oh, it's like too much. For us, it's like perfect because again, we can plan for when we need to store up our energy and exert it and make sure that all of the other things that we have on our calendars can get moved around. So going back to the bucket list periods. It started with a potluck Memorial Day weekend. So hence, that's now the official start to the bucket list period. There are things that you might do these things throughout the year, but that's when I'm going to say it starts. And again, I mentioned since we live in California, we get a lot of summer weather. Like literally, it could be up to 80 degrees into end of October. But the key is to end the list by the time people move out of that summer vacay mentality that I was describing. And for this year, it's going to be the weekend after Labor Day. And that's actually very strategic. We want to do a beach bonfire, but a bonfire on Labor Day weekend is a terrible idea. It is insanely crowded at the beach. You end up having to get there at like 6 a.m. to get a fire pit and you're basically just baking the whole day. And that is not for me. So by picking the weekend after Labor Day, most people are going back to school. There aren't as many tourists around. It should be a lot easier to get a fire pit. So that's why we're picking that weekend. Those are the bookends of the summer bucket list. We start with the Memorial Day potluck, which was just at my house. And it was amazing because we had Korean fried chicken, mac and cheese, sliders. Oh, it was so delicious. And then end of summer bonfire, probably at Huntington Beach this year. 
So what is criteria for putting something on the list? There are four. One is they are actual fun things, which might be unnecessary to say, but I'll just say it. And they require some extra effort and a little extra something, something. So it wouldn't be something like hang out at the source, which is our favorite food court. It's like a Korean food court. It's three stories. It's amazing. They have lots of stuff there to get boba because we kind of do that all the time throughout the year randomly. In fact, we did it like four weeks ago, but it could be hang out at the source to play board games and listen to live music because they don't have that live music at the source when it is not summertime. So that's one. Number two, we need about 75% buy-in from the squad. Because if we don't want to do something, like any one of us doesn't want to do something, we just don't show. Nope. And there are limited weekends where we can encourage one another to prioritize what we're doing. So basically, we have limited weekends. We have people that are like, eh, not my thing. I'm not going to come. But if we want everyone to go, hence you need the majority buy-in. But I will shout out to Janice, who is known to say that even if something isn't like her favorite or she's not mostly for it, but everyone else is, she will go. So way to be a role model on putting others first, Janice. But I think it's a good thing in general that we all know what we like and we won't do things that we don't because then there's like no drama with one person saying that they really want to do something and then another person kind of begrudgingly and resentfully going along like that actually just doesn't happen because we won't show up if i got an idea like mini golf and only two of the six are down it doesn't get added to the list because like literally only half of us are interested and true story, that's exactly why mini golf didn't make it on the summer bucket list. And this is also why hiking won't make it on for the next couple of years, unless we have some crazy shift in friend group dynamics. Number three criteria is that it has to be cost permissible. When you take the overall average cost of activities on the list, it just can't be crazy expensive. We don't have the type of money to be spending 200 bucks every weekend. But this year, a Disneyland trip made it on the list. We are going this Wednesday, July 6th, and we even got park hoppers. This is definitely the most expensive thing on the list this summer, but it will get balanced out by lower investment things or even free things that we're going to do. But Disneyland probably won't make it on the list every single year because there'll be something else that we want to do, whether it's a actual trip, which, spoiler alert, there are no trips on the list this year where we're staying overnight someplace. Or maybe it's something else that we got to pay to go to, like a concert. Or we keep throwing out Great Wolf Lodge as something that we want to do. And the only reason why we're not doing that this summer is that we couldn't get in. But that would be something that's kind of comparable in cost. So I don't know if we would do both. And then our last criteria is other people can totally join us. This is not like a closed us for shut the door, no more thing. 
So some activities have to have a capacity for 10 to 20 people. And again, be cost permissible. So with those four criteria, we started planning the list. We started brainstorming before the Memorial Day potluck and got a temp check for what we're interested in right now. What are some things that have been on our mind that we've been thinking about doing and now would be like the best time to put it into action. So at the potluck, we solidified what we needed to book and buy for the major, what I call must-do events. Like I mentioned, Disneyland was a big one. Our bonfire, because we've talked about doing this bonfire for three years and it has not happened yet. And then 4th of July fireworks with sparklers, because Chell said she's never held a sparkler before. These are the things that get the best date options because it's pretty hard to coordinate five schedules to start with. Not to mention, you know, like we're all doing other things on our own too. We're not doing everything together this summer, just these key things. So these are like the cornerstones of the list where we want to plan these things first and then you can move things around them after we set that foundation. That being, we have our second tier event, which we can kind of do as we feel or if we do like it, we can do it more than once. And if not everyone comes, it's okay. First on that list is karaoke. Fun story, or not funny story, but just this is what the reality of what happens is we were planning on going to karaoke last weekend. So we were like sushi and karaoke. One person ended up not being able to make it. And then another person ended up having a headache. And going to karaoke with a headache, it's not fun. So we actually ended up canceling. So it's going to get pushed to a later date on the list. We also have a game night. And we have a friend who just renovated their house. And they have a new like living room area. They expanded their living room into the backyard. So we've been waiting for them to finish. And we can have game night at their place. Third is a park picnic. So I'm thinking a lazy Saturday under trees. We're bringing on a charcuterie board, which is one of my specialties. And just chilling, relaxing together. And then the last thing on the list for this second tier is a San Diego day trip to get tacos. And that actually got added last weekend. So I'm not in charge of planning that one, but I think we're probably going to hit up more than one taco spot. And it's fun because a lot of us actually used to live in San Diego but not all at the same time. So we'll get to experience experience it together. But overall, it'll be about two checklist items a month. And I'm really excited. So we have 4th of July barbecue on Monday, Disneyland on Wednesday, which I guarantee you at the end of the week, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, we're so tired. So maybe after that, it'll be a good time to do a park picnic in like two weeks or whatnot. But I really need something to look forward to since my weekdays are so intense. And then this quality time of friends actually makes me feel creatively refilled. I get to know more about my friends. So that's something I'm being intentional about is when we're hanging out, I want to ask them more questions about themselves. I don't need to talk about me. I just am really excited because we're going to make new memories and learning more about your friends and using the time in this season, as I always remind you, is so important to enjoy the season that you're in. So this summer, let's have a good time. Now I wanna know your summer plans 
or if you have suggestions of things to add to our bucket list. So you can DM me on Instagram at now calling Courtney and share this episode with someone that you want to hang out with this summer. And I hope it gives you guys some fun ideas for what you can do. And until then, I'll talk to you later, friends.